Do you want to know how to get started in real estate investing with just $10,000? Here are eight different ways to get started. Hi, everyone. My name is Becky Nova. I'm the founder of Lady Landlords. And today I want to address what to do if you have $10,000 or less and just really want to get started in real estate investing now in 2024. One of the reasons why we want to bring this up is because what I love about real estate is there are so many different ways to get involved. We don't all have to have trust funds. We don't all have to have millions of dollars in the bank to be able to get started. Listen, I'm going to level with you here. If you have a trust fund or millions of dollars in the bank, it is much easier to get started in real estate investing rather than going the direction that we're going to be talking about today. I'll be real. I see all the time so many people just talking about how you can really just invest in real estate with absolutely no money. And listen, are there ways? Yes. But what is not usually talked about is the fact that if you have less money, you're going to have to put in more time and probably more work to be able to buy property. There's nothing wrong with that. We are all in absolutely different places. And that's why I really want to make sure to be able to address just eight simple ways that you can still get started in real estate investing today if you only have about $10,000 of working capital to go with. First thing I want to say about that is congrats. Saving 10 grand to be able to invest is huge. That's not something that everybody is able to do. I want you to really be proud that you have that money. There are so many different options of what you can be doing with that money, but take a second to really think about the fact that you got yourself to a position where you have that 10 grand to even invest with. Most Americans have a savings. Savings, not money for investing, but savings of only about a thousand bucks. That's really difficult. So the fact that you even have 10 is amazing. And the fact that you can use that not for emergency savings if there's problems or anything that comes up unexpectedly, but really to be able to have something that you will be able to invest in to help grow is really a great place to be. So kudos for that. So let's talk about a couple different ways. One way that you can get started in investing is something called house hacking. House hacking was actually something that I was not aware of at all when I started investing in real estate. So let's define what that even is. House hacking is when you own a property that has multiple units. So then that way you can live in one side and rent out the other. What's great about it is that it can usually help decrease the amount of money that you actually have to be spending on your daily costs of living. But you can sometimes even actually bring in extra money. What I mean by that is, for example, let's say you live in an apartment now and it costs you $1,500 a month that you're paying in rent. Okay. Now all of a sudden you want to go and you're able to move into a duplex, right? You have two units in that duplex. Now each of those will bring in that income, but your mortgage is $3,000. And you're like, but Becky, now that's going to be a lot more money that I have to pay for that. But you're going to be living in one. And if that other unit, if you could rent that out, and let's say that rents out for $2,000, you now only have to put in an extra $1,000 to be able to pay that mortgage. So you've actually decreased your living costs, and you're having somebody else that's helping supporting pay down that property and you get the equity, you get the asset. So it's a great opportunity. What's also great about it is that when you live in a property, you are able to get owner-occupied financing. When you live in a property itself, when it is owner-occupied, you have the opportunity to put down a lower down payment. This makes it incredibly reasonable to find a place where putting down that 10K is going to be something that's really feasible. Listen, 
As a New Yorker, I can't say that it's going to work in every single market, but if you're open to moving, if you can work remotely, or if you're willing to shift possibly where you live, it's really a great opportunity. Also, that owner-occupied financing in most situations, you really just need to live there for one year. Then you can move out. Then you could do something different, and then you could rent out both sides. So it's a great way to be able to save money, maybe even make a little bit of money during that first year, but then also be able to have some options to leverage and to be able to grow as you move forward. House hacking was actually how I got started. I never intended on actually buying real estate. Honestly, I never even wanted to buy my own house. I had lived abroad for many years. I just wanted to continue traveling. It was really my husband who was an immigrant from the Dominican Republic that really wanted that home. He wanted that American dream, that white picket fence. But I really said, hey, I don't want to be living mortgage payment to mortgage payment. So let's find a way that we can bring in some extra income with a rental property. And that was just a way that we were able to take all of that extra income coming in from our rental property where we were living for free in New York. I mean, who can say that? But we were living for free and actually making money every single month. And that was just something that we were able to compound by saving that. And then we were able to continue to grow our portfolio, which is worth over $3.5 million right now. So it's a great way to get started. Look into house hacking if that is something that you would consider. Another option is, once again, you have 10K. That is actually an amount of money that you can buy a cheaper property in a lesser cost of living area. So what I mean by that is if it's not owner occupied, most of the time you're going to have to put down about 20 to 25 percent down on that property. You can still actually find properties that you can put down that 10 percent. They are going to be in a little bit different markets. You can't command the same rents as you would in a higher cost of living area, but it is still possible. So in that space, you really want to be looking for markets that are going to be much cheaper that you'd be able to afford. It would still give you a way to get started. It would still be able to get that ball rolling. And honestly, owning real estate is always better than not owning real estate. Okay. So look into markets that are going to be a cheaper cost of living. If you need help finding and identifying some of those markets, head on over to the Lady Landlords Facebook group, make a post in there, and we can help you with that in the group. Now. Third option that might work for you is seller financing. Seller financing is really interesting because this is actually where the seller acts as the bank, okay? So since you're not dealing with traditional financing where you're going over to Chase or Bank of America looking to get approved, with that seller, you can really negotiate terms. That's what makes seller financing so cool. So this is an opportunity where you can discuss what that financing is gonna look like, what exactly you need as a down payment, there are absolutely opportunities where you can do seller financing with zero down. You don't even need to spend that 10 grand. Shalon, who's a member of not only Lady Landlords, but also our Inner Circle Mentorship Program, she actually just closed on a deal for 30 doors, a little over a million dollars portfolio, and want to know how much she had to put down, how much money she spent out of pocket. Zero dollars. That's what she was able to negotiate with the seller was to have no down payment. She came no money out of pocket. That is absolutely amazing. Those opportunities are still there. They're still out there. Now we're starting to talk about a little more opportunities where you have to get a little more creative, but working on those leads, being able to identify where sellers are and come up with a solution that's going to work both for them and for you is all what real estate is about. It's always problem solving. 
So start identifying those that might be willing to sell their properties and see what you're able to negotiate in that sense. Another way to be able to invest 10K today in real estate investing is looking at rehab projects, okay? When you look at properties, those that are the most put together, we call turnkey, right? That's literally the idea of just put that key in the door, open it, and now you got your rental property and it's fully functioning. Really pretty amazing. All the way down to then the properties that need complete gut rehabs, right? Where they just need so much work. Every other property just really kind of falls in between those two different things. To be honest, I always relate this to the idea of buying cut fruit versus actually just buying the fruit itself. For example, you can absolutely go to the grocery store and you could buy a watermelon and you can pay very little price per pound for that. Take it home and then you got to sit there and you got to cut it up. You have to cut that rind off. You have to make sure to chop it all into little pieces. It's going to be some work, but you're going to get to a place where then you're going to have a whole bunch of chunks of watermelon that you're going to be able to eat. And it really didn't cost you that much. The other option is you can absolutely go over to Whole Foods and buy a tiny little container of watermelon and probably pay $10 for it. But by the time you're walking out of the store, you can pop the top on that and start eating your watermelon. You're paying for the convenience there. If you are in a position where 10K is about the monies that you have to really spend, you want to then start thinking, hey, how can I really make those dollars go the best I can? How can I stretch those? And looking for properties that are going to need a little bit more rehab is going to help you in that situation. Because then that way you can keep the cost of it down. That's also something then that you would be able to borrow your rehab costs either through a hard money lender or other types of construction loans to be able to get the money for the financing. But at least then you can cover that down payment for the property and get that ball rolling. Then, honestly, that gives you a great opportunity to really increase that ARV, that after repair value, because you're really making that property worth so much more. And that's going to give you a great lump sum when you're done to be able to go and invest now in another property. Because once you refinance out of that and take that cash back out, fine, you got to pay off your construction loan. But when your numbers are done right, now you have a bucket of monies from that first rehab that you can go and invest in other properties. And the idea of that is to really grow that beyond the 10K that you have to start with. But that's a great way that you'll be able to, one, get the experience that you need, get your foot in the door, and be able to get a rental property under your belt, right? Another option within this is you might be saying, hey, listen, with that 10K, I really want to be able not to necessarily get the rental property today, but really be able to kind of gain some more income with that and have some higher savings. Maybe you're like me over here in New York, where house hacking, even with 10 grand or trying to find a cheap property is probably not going to happen in the lower New York area, possibly upstate. You could do something like that. But where I am in New York City, it can be a little difficult to start in that market with 10K. So the last couple ideas that I have for you are ways that you can start to bring in extra income and increase your savings to get to a spot where then you would have a little bit more than that 10K. So one of the things that you can do there is if you have an extra room, rent that out. You can do a short-term rental on Airbnb. You can do a long-term rental. You can do a midterm rental. But if you have an extra room in your house, get that baby rented. Do you know how just sacrificing and sharing part of your house for just a couple months, maybe a year, how that can really increase your income? If you can rent out that extra room for, call it, what, $500 a month, at the end of the year, you have another six grand. That would be huge to be able to go into real estate with 16K versus 10K. Short-term sacrifice for really long-term gains. Those are things that you just might have to do. That was something that before I bought my first property, I lived in a six-floor 
walk up in the South Bronx, six floors. Okay. So my husband and I always had to coordinate because there was no way we were going to do gym day, grocery day, and laundry day on the same day because there was no way that these thighs were making up those six flights of, of stairs. But what that was able to do was allow me to live incredibly cheaply. And that was actually how I saved that money for that first house hack. Okay. So renting a room, maybe you can rent garage space. We actually rent parking lots and parking spaces. That's something, once again, in New York is a really cool thing to be able to do. Might not work in some of your more rural areas, but over here in New York, you can actually get a pretty penny for renting out a parking space and some garage space. Then another idea of what you can do with that 10K is you could start thinking about wholesaling. If you're not familiar with wholesaling, wholesaling is really where you act as a middleman. You identify somebody that is going to want to sell their property. You secure that with a contract for an intent to buy. And then you also find the buyer and you secure them for then a higher price than your original contract. Then you sell that property from seller to then buyer and you get to collect really kind of like a finder's fee. You collect what that difference is between those two properties. Caveat there, in some states, you actually do have to be licensed to be able to receive that fee and to help with those transactions, but that's not all state. So looking into wholesaling to see if you can really be that connector, that might be something to couple with seller financing that we talked about earlier, where then you're saying, let me find some sellers. Hey, let's negotiate. It doesn't work. That's not something that you can make that down payment. They're not willing to give you a 10K or less down payment. Great, wholesale that property. Find somebody that then has that money that is able to do that. It's a great way to still be able to collect that finder's fee and really put that savings extra into your bank and increase that 10K that you already have on hand. Next option would be to partner up with somebody. Partnering up with somebody, I usually try to stay away from personally if I can. I have one partner in this business and sometimes I'll be honest, he's absolutely obnoxious. We disagree, we fight over things. That person's my husband and I have to go home with him. But if you need to get your foot in the door, partnering, once again, it's better to have some part of real estate investing and some part of an asset than to have none. So look to see how you can bring value to somebody else that actually has some money. There are people out there that have money that can absolutely invest in real estate investing. Like, I don't want to be a landlord. I don't want to deal with construction workers. I don't want to deal with talking to sellers or cold calling people to see if they want to sell their home. If you're willing to do those things, that's a great way to be able to say, hey, I'll take on the work for the equity. You put up the money, right? So try to identify who might be somebody out there that is either already doing this, that you can add value to their real estate investments by helping out with those supporting services, or start approaching people that you know that have money and maybe are interested in this, but don't necessarily have the time. Remember in the game of real estate, the less money you have, the more time you really need to be successful in this. This is where you have to get creative and start doing some of the strategies that we're talking about today to really make sure to be successful in this and to get that ball rolling. It gets easier as you start to move forward and as your income continues to grow. So partnering up with somebody is a great opportunity to also get that experience. Maybe that's something that not just are you bringing in the work that you're going to be doing, but also working with somebody if they are a partner that is choosing to be a little more hands-on, it's a great way to also get the experience in addition to getting some equity or some financial reward for being that bird dog out there. Then option number eight is actually to be a private lender. This was actually something that I've been doing over the past couple of years, but you can actually take that 10K 
And you could actually be the person that will invest with others. That's something that then you can lend out and have an understanding of when your payments are going to come back and what that interest is going to be. And this is going to be another great way to be able to grow that 10K. You don't have to worry about tenants. You don't have to worry about maintenance on the property. But this is something that every single month now getting paid that interest will also continue to add up and increase from that 10K into higher numbers, which then might work better with the market or the type of property that you are looking to secure. So those are just simply eight ways. There are so many different ways out there. So if you have other ways that you would like to discuss that you feel like you can invest 10K, please make sure to put that down here in the comments, especially if you're watching on YouTube. Let us know what else you are doing to being able to use that 10K to get your foot in the door with real estate investing. But once again, congratulations on getting to a place where you have that 10K to invest. But do not allow that small amount of money to discourage you from really getting into the game. So thank you very much for joining me today for the eight ways that you can invest in real estate simply with 10K in savings. My name, once again, is Becky Nova of Lady Landlords. Please do make sure to hit that subscribe button down below so you do not miss another episode of the Lady Landlords podcast. We release new episodes every single Tuesday. Hope to see you all back in the Lady Landlords Facebook group soon. Thank you for listening to the Lady Landlords podcast. If you're feeling stuck in your real estate investing journey, visit lady-landlord.com to book a 15-minute orientation call with me and see if you're ready to join our mentorship program. Or you can subscribe to our newsletter and join our Facebook group for exclusive real estate investing tips and offers. Invest with confidence. Become a Lady Landlord today.